Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in today. Super excited about this guest. She has been on so many television shows, including Supernatural, sci-fi series, The Magicians, has three shows in development, maybe even more. She streams on Twitch weekly, has three podcasts, writes a bi-weekly newsletter that can be found on Substack, wrote two New York Times bestselling books, created and starred in the web series The Guild, which lasted six seasons and won numerous awards for web series excellence. The Guild was expanded into a hit comic book series and costumes for it were admitted into the Smithsonian American History Collection as examples of early web media pioneering. She has been on so many shows with over 6 million followers across all different social media platforms. I love her. I miss her. I haven't seen her in so many years since she was at my studio training with me many, many years ago. She'll tell you how many probably 16 or more so years ago. Please help me welcome the one, the only, Felicia Day. Hi. We haven't seen each other, and we were discussing probably 10, 12 years. Yeah. It was, I think the last thing I ever did was, I remember, I don't know if it was the last class I ever took with you, but it was the Big Bang Theory, the first version of it. Oh, yes. I did a scene from the Big Bang Theory, the first version of it. And I was, I was not, it wasn't good because I was no. auditioning for Penny. That's and, not true. That's not true. You're oh, well, thank you very much. Yeah. But it was like the other version where she was like, like it was a totally different version of the pilot, which they shot. And then they redid the next year with a different actor, I think, actress. Oh. Yeah. Oh. I didn't so, even, I didn't even I realize that. Yep. But I do know that you had an impact on me and I loved you so much being Aww. in the studio and I always thought you were freaking brilliant. And this is so long ago. That's when you first went off and started that web series. That was, yes. the it was the beginning of it all. And I was like, oh my God, Felicia Day is so famous already. I, 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 I don't even know what's going on, but you, you smirk. But let me tell you something, what you did way back, which let's talk about it right now was the beginning of web series and huge. So let's start at the beginning with that. And then I want to hear all the stuff that's happened and good, some good messages to actors out there who are listening and fighting the good fight and creating their own content. Hit us with your life, Alicia. Wow. That's a lot. Um, I, I babble. ADD. No, I love, join the club. I'm like a, the best babbler ever. I get, I, um, yeah, no, I, I think, I think that I don't know if I had done the guild while I was in your class, but I, I think it, I, I was afterwards. I think it, it was. was after. It was just um, about to happen. Just about to happen. Yeah. And that was, um, you know, I was auditioning quite a lot and I got a lot of opportunities and I could not break through and it was very frustrating to me. And, you know, I think now in retrospect, I realize I have an anxiety disorder that literally would just ruin me and ruin and choke me at tests. And I just, I didn't know at the time that I could, you know, just go and get some help. That would have been great, but I didn't. <laughs> um, and still I should be getting more help always. Uh, but yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. All actors have a little bit of an anxiety disorder. So I, I'd love to talk about it, that yeah. you didn't know you had it and how it makes your body close off and you'd be brilliant in the coaching or brilliant in class and yeah. then the nerves take over. Let's discuss. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think the last, I think there was a point at which I was, I was testing for a show and Melissa McCarthy actually ended up getting the, the part 
And it was, was it Christina Applegate or something? It was not, it did not last very long. It was a show that did not last very long, but it was me. Oh, and I know what it was. My name is Sam. It was my name is Sam. Yes. And I, I, think I don't it, remember anything. How do, I can't believe you remember that. I know. It's crazy. That's really Christina good. Applegate, Christina Applegate had amnesia and the role you yes. went in for was Dina. And then Melissa McCarthy got it. And I totally remember, and you know why you're shocked right now? Because I still have those sides we work on in class. So that memory, uh-huh. That is so funny. So it was me and Melissa McCarthy and an Asian girl. And I don't, I don't, I don't know if it was somebody who ended up, I don't, I don't, I don't, I didn't know her. So I remember Melissa McCarthy being there because I recognized her for something. I was like, it's really weird we're doing the same part because she's older than me. She's a very different type. Very different. But I remember I went in there and I think we can actually pinpoint the year that I was in class now. <laughs> My name is Sam is, what is, what year was it? Is Sam, I'm, I'm Google, I have to Google this cause I can't. Oh, my name is Sam 2020. That's not, Melissa uh, no. uh, McCarthy. What year was it? I'm going to say 2008. Samantha who? It was Samantha, Samantha who? Yes, Samantha who, yes. Jennifer Esposito got it. It was 2007. 2007. You're absolutely right. And that was the year I did the guild. Oh. So this is a really funny story. Okay, so this is really <laughs> coincidental because, so that was the last audition I ever did. And I, I went to network and I think you co you coached me. I'm pretty sure. You I did, me. I did. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, 100%. And I got to network and I had the, a panic attack where I was literally watching myself from above. <sighs> And I was not in control of my faculties. Like I've uh -huh. never been out of my body. Like literally I could see myself from up. It was an out of body experience. And uh -huh. I shut down and you could tell the look on the, the cast director's face was like, what is going on? Yes. And I walked out and I was just dead. I've never been deader inside. I was just shut down in a way. And I got in the car and I drove and I had to pull over and I just so, I mean, it was, it broke me. It really did. Yeah, yeah. And I actually stopped. And right before that I had been written out of a pilot, mm -hmm. um, but they didn't tell me until I got to set on Monday and they oh. escorted me off. So like, oh. I had like two or three things like that happen oh. in 2007 where I was like, I can't do this anymore. Oh. Um, so that was a year that I shot my web series and we just did it on a lark. And it was, um, it turned out to be a huge hit. You know, it was one of the first web series, uh, YouTube just started like late 2005, 2006. And we, I started, you know, working on it late 2006. So it was one of the first scripted shows on YouTube. Certainly the one, only the first one that took off. And it was so gratifying to just make my own work, make my own role. Um, yeah. And I did it for six years. Six years, I know, but you just went from something traumatic and me as yeah. an ex-actor, I relate. And every single person listening right now will relate to the out-of-body experience that you're having in that room because everybody has it. Yeah. Everybody. Well, this was, I, I always had it and I always choke. I mean, I tested so much. I really yeah. did relatively. Yeah. But yeah, I would, I, that was the worst one because I was, was like, it was a game changer. And actually it was a, it was a blessing because the things I've done now, I don't know if it was more lucrative, whether I'd be more famous now, whatever. But I'm certainly a better version of myself now, having gone through all the hard stuff, getting away from acting, trying to get back into acting, oh, it not working, it. leaving, you know. Oh, 1000%. Like I talk about in my book that, you know, all your power pit, your pain pit is your power pit. It makes you you. It resonates more power. You seem more open than you've ever been. So that's amazing. Not that I've seen, I haven't seen you in so many years. 
You know what I mean? No, but, but I was certainly like wound tight and yeah. And I wasn't, I wasn't unwound tight until I had a complete collapse after I started running a business. So from the guild, I actually got, okay, wait, 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 to... wait, hold on, hold on the guild. So after you had that, were you writing these characters? How did that come to pass? Were you crying in your bedroom and just like, I got to do something else. What happened? Well, that was kind of, I mean, at the same time I had written the, the script the year before. So I was already kind of at my, at, you know, my last wits, you know, mm -hmm. at, at the same time, you know, you go, you just get so close over and over again. And I would book so many commercials. I made a, a pretty good living because back, back then you could make a very good living. And I would book national after national after national because I auditioned so much and I just didn't care. Yeah. I would just go in and be like, Hey, I don't care. Hey, I'll eat this, <laughs> you know, and I would just get cast all over, over and over again. Um, and I made such, I made a lot of money, you know, uh, yeah, more than I did during the guild sometimes. And so, but it was not very fun for me. You know, I was always kind of like, how can I be a better prop? And it was, it was not great. So I had already kind of been on and I had a support group that I was kind of a, a part of with other directors and writers, women. Mm. And every week we'd show up and I really couldn't seem to get writing down. Cause I was, you know, again, the anxiety was really hard. It was hard for me to write. But I finally just got myself over it and it wasn't easy and it never got easier for years yeah. and years and years, but I did it. I forced myself to do it. It was like sheer determination just to do anything different because it was so toxic. The cycle I was in with acting, mm. um, because I wasn't, you know, I wasn't being artistic. I wasn't do, I was just getting more and more desperate. And so, yeah, when the opportunity came to do, just shoot these videos in my house for no money, it was really fun. And at the time, you know, nobody really did videos outside of, you know, TV. And now there's no more web series there. Right. You know, you could do it as a demo if you want for fun. And I would encourage anybody to try it, like try to make some film. Like there's no downside. Oh, um, absolutely. It's very empowering. But yeah, so yeah. And, and we just did it ourselves and we kind of shopped the show. And I always retain the rights to the show, which is like a very quirky thing, which is very, very rare. Um, but for six years, we, we got the show made and then I kind of parlayed that into an opportunity to shoot, to make a content network. Mm -hmm. So I got a big, you know, millions of dollars from YouTube to make a company, which was not what I was prepared for. Wait, but stop. What does that mean? You got millions of dollars from YouTube to make a company. What's the company? Tell us. It was called Geek and Sundry. So mm -hmm. Geek and Sundry, I made like dozens of shows, but you know, I, I, millions of dollars makes makes it seems fancy but then when you see the expectation of how much content i had to make for that money it was actually insanity yeah. and drove me really over the brink because oh. it just was it was impossible to make good quality content for that money and still you know i was still acting at the time because being an actor you know making that show the guild actually got me a lot of opportunities as an actor and showrunners oh. especially fell in love with me they loved this new archetype of this nerdy girl and they would write me parts and just give them to me with no audition Oh. That was great because I can work on set. I just can't audition. That's so amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So this company that you did, so you started this company. How long did that last? And how yeah, so I did it for two years and I sold it to Legendary Entertainment and mm -hmm. I sold the company and I had an overall deal there. And that was another adventure. And <laughs> I just tend to throw myself in the things I don't know about. And then I learned the hard way how hard it is. And yeah, it breaks me that? down. Yeah, but does it though? Because you seem pretty sturdy. Maybe you needed to go. I don't know if that breaks you. No, no, you. you're right. You're right. No, 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 you're right. I mean, at least I was trying something. I was definitely pushing the envelope of what I knew. And um, yeah, I did a lot of really good work there, but it was really hard because, you know, being 
being somebody who always wanted to be part of Hollywood and yet having the success in the digital world, I was always kind of like skirting the line and there's just no, there's not enough bandwidth to do both. Mm -hmm. And I, yet I was trying to do both still, but it, it kind of broke me apart. And yeah, so I sold the company. I worked there for a couple of years overseeing that content at the same time as still doing what I do, trying to sell TV shows, acting a little bit. Um, and mostly on things that just, they did, offered me. Did that, did that um, elaborate on your writing? Did you start writing shows after that, after the Guild? Did that, did you, do you feel you became more of a writer after that? Yeah, well, kind I mean, of. You are I, a brilliant, brilliant comedian, brilliant actor. Thank you, really, thank you. Beyond, but go ahead, yes? Um, I, I tried to sell shows and oh. then I realized why Hollywood had really, I'd never really fit in Hollywood. I, I, just cause I had the success in this other world wasn't going to make me successful in Hollywood. Right. Yeah. It just, you know, I'm always going to be kind of a square peg trying to fit oh. into a mold that just doesn't quite work. So I pitched for years Yeah. and I wrote some pilots for some people. I tried to develop something for myself that didn't sell. Mm. Tried, you know, tried over and over again. Nothing really hit. I have to just tell you, you're a fighter. You are, you've got the gumption because you just keep succeeding over and through and above all that rejection. You have to. You have to, or you can't do this business. You, you really can't. can't. You right. can't. And I think it all comes back to why are you doing this? Because I think yeah. you can get really warped in the commerciality of it, the yeah. success, the fame, the money. What can I do to get hired? That mm -hmm. is the toxic stuff that leads you to unhappiness, but also leads you to a path that you're not, it's not going to be fulfilling. You're not going to succeed. Correct. The, the, I think the, the frustration with Hollywood is that you always want to fit in. And yet the people who make it are the people who accidentally get in being themselves. I think that's where great success comes. Right. And uh -huh. so you always have to keep going back to who you are and wh what makes you special and why you're here. Mm -hmm. And if you can be solid in that, yeah, you might not succeed every time, but when you find the success, it'll be the success you need and, and will enjoy. Yeah. And you'll be a solid, happier person on a daily basis, which exactly. you have to be in this business because it will suck the life out of you. Oh, believe me. Yeah. You, you rose above. So you went from the guild to more rejection. But yeah. Weren't you so proud of all the success, this new platform? And I, I do remember you were getting a lot of attention. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was... You know, the funny thing is no one ever tried to buy the guild or a couple of people did, but I, I turned them down. So I guess I can't say that, but <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it was overwhelming and I became kind of a poster child for something. And that warps with, that messes with your head too. That kind of fame and renown, like all that, like you're desperate for, for years and you get it and you're like, and then you start warping yourself into what people see. I think that was the something that I wish I could go back and tell myself with you, you succeeded on your own terms. Don't start changing yourself now because like, other people's like, what does that mean though? So you succeeded and then you were feeling pressure. What were you feeling? Well, it's just that Hollywood people will come in and see an opportunity to make money off of you or make you into something they see you as. Cause a lot of people thought I was going to be a showrunner, uh -huh. and I tried to do that. And that, and inherently I don't want to be a showrunner. Like it is a hard job. And well, I did for the people listening, what does it mean? They were going to have you be a showrunner. That means you're going to write a show, sell the show. And yeah, yeah. Sell a show and be the, not the actor, not the person starring in it. Now, if mm -hmm. I, you know, if I'd been able to come up with something like that, maybe, but really I signed with a big agency, they had an agenda mm -hmm. and it, it just kind of steered me in a certain way. And, and you know, 
yeah, go ahead. Did it make and in, in a way that it wasn't particularly what I wanted to do, but I was doing it because I, I was impressed with the people were impressed with me. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. again, you can, it's very easily, it's just so easy to be led away in Hollywood, away from where I think you are happy because you think the happiness is going to be where the people are leading you, but it's, yeah. it's not, it's so hard. It really is tough. It is. On every level, on every level. It doesn't yeah. matter how famous, how, you know, how beginning you're just yeah. starting. Mm -mm. Well, because the number one thing, rejection is rejection and how you handle success is how you handle success. And I think you're right by going back to the why, because if you're a true artist and you want to tell a story, then just do that. And what happens along the way is the, you know, icing on the cake. Yeah. And I think it's really important to stay humble and grounded. So when you, so then you try, you were doing the show run and then what happened? So what, where are you, what? You know, I wrote a couple, um, you know, I wrote a couple of pilots. They didn't, a couple of just random disasters happened. Like the showrunner I was working to with got me too, you know, like just random oh. Hollywood, just random things would happen where something would get really close and just disaster would happen. And I was just like, oh, this is so terrible. I got reps that were not particularly well suited for me because I wasn't in a headspace to know exactly what I wanted. Mm. So I'm, 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 I'm sharing all this because you think that if you think that you're going to get into the system, there's going to be one job that's going to make it for you. It's not. Mm. Every job is just a stepping stone to the next job, to the next job, to the next job. And just be careful where you step. Mm. Um, because sometimes, yeah, just take it for the experience. But once you get success, be ready for what you, be ready for the success, but also be ready for what you want out of the success. I guess. So that's how the, did you, how did you handle that when you weren't handling it? Well, what did you do to take care of yourself? Oh, I just had a total mental breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> Which, what does that mean? When people say that, were you crying every day? Did you not get out of bed? I mean, you're I mean, human, so shit I, happens. I, I was not a functional human. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, uh, I wrote a, uh, a memoir. So mm. I kind of, I did, I was finding places to kind of put my time. I was always on super, I was, been, I was on super, I was very lucky to get a couple of shows where I had a recurring part that was very, so I would be working enough, you know, mm -hmm. to really have fun and have this great continuing character. And so I, I really, you know, I haven't auditioned barely in years and oh, wow. uh, I know I, I kind of miss it, but oh, not really. I don't know what I was thinking. I just, <laughs> let's go. I think you're in a different place, but wait, so you weren't really having a breakdown because you were doing a show by the way, do you, I think my friend was the showrunner on, on Supernatural or one of them. Sarah? The Sarah Gamble or um, Adam Glass? Adam, uh, Adam, yes, Courtney Adam was on. He was on uh, Supernatural a couple of the years that I was. He's wonderful. He's so good. He, he's amazing. He's an amazing, he's an amazing person. And the reason why I know him is because our offices, my studio, and his his private work office outside the studio offices was right next door to me, and we oh, meet that's so funny. In, front the, in front of the bathrooms and just talk every day. <laughs> oh, that's so wonderful. He's such a sweetie. Yeah. No, I mean, but that's kind of so. Basically, I was running a company at the same time as. Oh flying to flying to Vancouver working at the same time as doing other jobs endorsements oh. speeches writing a book trying to and there was just no time to write there was no time to have any time to myself and I just burnt out I yeah. really burnt out and I didn't write for years because I was just so spent from all the things that I had to be doing and I, I didn't know when to stop I did I could because yeah. I was so excited to be successful yeah and I just ground myself into the ground so yeah um, yeah, that's kind of what happened. And I forced myself to slow down because I really wanted to have a baby. Mm. And because of my stress levels, it just was not working. 
for years. And so that, you know, really when your health comes into play, you're just like, oh, now I have to make some ruthless decisions because I won't take care of myself, but I'll take my, my care of myself for an end result that I really want. So mm. that's, that was really the best thing that ever happened to me because it made me slow down and think about what I was doing and prioritize what I need versus what other people needed from me. Um, and that's when things kind of turned around for the better. Yeah. Okay. So let me just recap. Yeah. <laughs> You've had a lot of success and I'm hearing like you're, you were a little bit complaining about that success, but yeah. I know you were thrilled. And I know what you're saying is that you were so excited about the success. You kept adding on and yes. adding on. Yeah. Then it ran you into the wall and into the ground and made your body kind of break down. Yes. Everything has to be, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for in just a little bit more of a flow. And I totally understand it. If I had all that opportunity, if I was an actor and all actors listening, they're like, yeah, bring it on, bring it on, bring it on. But you lose a sense of yourself if you take on one too many things and you deplete yourself of who you are. Yes, exactly. Wow, you're so succinct. And so I forgot how insightful you are, Sherry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm not complaining at all. It was wonderful. It was wonderful to be wanted. But after probably 10 years of being rejected, on a daily basis, yeah. and when people want you, you're just, you can't say no, you're just yeah. like, yes to everything, but then you kind of burn out what makes you wanted in the first place. And so mm -hmm. I'm not complaining at all. I'm so lucky. And to, I always just by nature have to learn things the hard way. <laughs> so it's a wonderful thing. And it wasn't until I actually slowed down and figured out what, what do I really like doing? What do I love doing? Mm. I love acting, but I also like doing my own thing creatively. And if I can just mix those together for the rest of my life, where mm -hmm. I act enough to make myself happy and I can write and create on the side, um, I don't need to do Hollywood writing. I think that was a big thing when, you know, making your own content, mm -hmm. a lot of people were like, there's a lot of actors out there, but not as many writers. Yeah. And so that sort of, will people want to define you as the writing versus the performing of it, right? Mm -hmm. And um, I'm, I'm sure as actors, you know, you feel that sort of, disdainment for who you are and what you what you do you don't get free parking as an actor you get free parking as a writer you know you get you get validated as a writer yeah it's <laughs> the lowest on the totem pole really yeah and so yeah it, it was it was hard and i think uh you know withstanding that that sort of judgment of because it is an art form acting is an art form and it is a uh it yeah. is something to be valued and everyone can't do it and so um you know for me, cultivating that and making sure you realize that you're an artist and you're bringing something wonderful into the room is um, is a bizarre kind of point of view, but also really important because that'll allow you to do the best work mm -hmm. and leave with a sense of dignity and self yeah. as and an artist. And not care what anybody thinks about you because nobody's opinion matters except what you think about you. Exactly. All the time. So what happened? So you did all this and then you're, you were in a relationship. Obviously, you got married yeah. or maybe... Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, I have a partner and, and and you were like, I want to have a baby. My body is run down. I need to slow it down. Is yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, when, when you start running a company and producing so much material for other people, I just mm -hmm. felt lost as an artist. Right. Oh. Uh, because, you know, running this whole thing for other people, providing for opportunities for other people, creating success for other people is is a lot of people might like that. And it, it was not, it was not fulfilling for me. Mm. It was not particularly fulfilling. The creative producing is fun. Um, 
I don't have a problem with that. I still am doing that on some projects, but it uh, having that be my whole whole job was really leaving a part of myself behind that I felt very empty and sad. Mm-hmm. And so I think as a substitute, I kind of look to creating my own family as creating a sense of myself again. Mm-hmm. And that really was the germination of me, you know, feeling like, oh, I have to protect myself for her. I have to protect myself. Oh, it's a game changer. It's a game changer having a child. It changes everything. And when people come in to coach with me and they have to play like a parent and I'm like, do you have a kid? No. I go, well, you cannot relate to this scene until you have a child. And it is a game changer. It changes everything about who you are, how you give back to the world. Your vulnerability also heightens your, you know, nervous system with, you know, worry, but that's besides the point, but it opens you. It makes you so much more, um, it just layers up everything. So it is now that you're a mom, how old's your, your daughter? She's going to be five next year. So she's, she's a big one, but, um, yeah, no, it was really good. And so through the process of having a baby, I started, I got, you're right. The nervousness like went through the roof and it got to the point where I couldn't sleep. And I did start anti-anxiety drugs, which just transformed my life in in a positive way where I felt functional for the first time. And, you know, honestly, I, uh, I wish I had that when I was auditioning years ago, I had too. so much, so much anxiety. I, I, yeah, I had like freaking, um, I got, ter- you know, swearing Tourette's when I would get in the room, I get so nervous that I would be like, I can't fucking, what's the fucking word? Can I fucking, <laughs> fucking okay. Thank you. <laughs> oh, well, hired. <laughs> Not hired. <laughs> I love that though. Yeah. I actually have not auditioned since I started anti-anxiety drugs and I'm kind of like, oh. I kind of want to see because I've started hosting again. Um, okay. you know, for a while I became this personality and I did a lot and the hosting would just send me through the roof. It was so, but I recently did a hosting job and I was like, Hey, this is really fun. I feel loose. And I feel like I can be present and actually do the work I know that's in me because the switch isn't going off to sabotage me now, you know, no, I'm not prolesticizing this. Certainly a lot of therapy has helped and all of that other stuff and life, just everything. But, you know, as a, as a, as, as a tool to actually be the artist I know I am and not have this thing get in the way, it has been such a game changer for me in a way. It's, 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 I'm so glad to hear it because, you know, not the best uh, actor gets the role, but the best auditioner does. And those people that don't have those nerves, they are so lucky. I was always envious of those people. Yeah, unbelievably. I had to guzzle water. I would cry in the car. There were no cell phones. You had to be with yourself, you know, driving your auditions. And I would scream and cry, whatever it took to get like I was a wreck in the car by the time I got to the appointment. I was like, hey, how you doing? I had to like I had to, like, I had to saturate myself. Oh my god. Even cry. And I have to go to like the gym, the sauna, and stay in that steam room to like heal myself off the floor just to be normal by the time I got there. That is me, Sherry. That's how, listen, I can name every single (laughs) Warner Brothers, uh, you know, NBC, CBS, every single place I tested. And I choked every time, choker. I bet if I had a nickname, it would be chokes day. (laughs) Because of my nerves. And, and, you know, again, there's solutions for people out there listening. There are solutions. Yes, there are solutions. I would, I would start by, you know, ramp it up, you know, if do whatever feels comfortable, get some doctor's help, but don't, don't look at it as an inevitability. That's what I would like to leave everybody as a message. It is not you. That is something 
that is it's getting in the way of you as an artist. Mm -hmm. um, and so I would just urge everybody to look at it as something to work on. Yeah. So what are you doing now and why have you not been going out on auditions? I mean, I had no idea. I don't have an agent because I fired them all because I was so angry at them. <laughs> oh my God. I was like, you dumb people. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I haven't had, I haven't had agents for like almost three years. And I actually was thinking about getting some, but the idea of being misunderstood by more reps, like makes me want to vomit. Um, yeah, I do maybe, have, maybe you're different now. Maybe it's not about being misunderstood. It's just about doing your thing. Just do yeah, your thing. I just need to find somebody. Well, I had some managers for a while who were very sweet people and they just literally would send me out for everything wrong. And they just didn't get what I would, you know, so I, I had kind of the curse of having reps that didn't understand me. So yes, you're totally right. I am getting, cause I am not even in breakdown services. So people will find me through, I do have, I do have reps for um, voiceover and appearances and endorsements and things like that and books. Let's yeah. go, Felicia, let's go. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. I haven't seen you in all this time. Maybe it's meant to be. Maybe this is meant to be. I actually got to do this, yeah. No, you're right. Um, no, I'm actually, I, I do, I would like to be super selective about it. And I have a very you know firm idea of the kind of roles I would want. And I'm not, I mean, I'm, I'm actually writing a Netflix show right now, an animation show. I have a graphic novel I sold. I'm producing oh two God. other shows. So like, I don't have the time to like, just do every audition, you know what I'm saying? And so I yeah. think that, and I have a kid who's the most yeah. important thing in my life. And so for me, I think I would like to get reps and be like, listen, you're not going to commission the things that people just walk in and give me money for. Cause I'm tired of that managers. There's oh. nothing worse. Yeah. There's okay. Nothing worse. You've established yourself and you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They just, it's, it's pretty infuriating. I just feel like actors really get taken advantage of because yeah, I, I have a lot of rage against the machine of Hollywood and everything I've ever done. It was, is to tear down the machine of Hollywood. Mm. And yet I always have a part of me that wants to be a part of it Yeah, because it's really fun to be on set. I was on set last week. I'm in mystery science theater and like being on set was, you know, I'm just like, let's go. You know, there's it's no, really, really there's fun. No, there's no nerves when you're on set. It's only yeah. the nerves about the crossing that finish line. Exactly. Exactly. Really about, I don't think anybody, if you're really in the give in your story and really telling that story, it's, and you really have complicated up the thoughts and the relationships and what you want and your little tasks at hand in a simple fashion. But if it's really in you, you can't get nervous because you're being of service. And I know that's so dorky, but yeah. if you are in that mindset, I don't know. I think it's a win-win. You could just leave and whatever. And now, yeah, I no, as an actor, like, I mean, you know, that's why I'm on a, I just, I just want to urge all actors to just think of yourself as, as an artist, you are an artist and you're presenting some art to, pe to people to buy. And if they don't want to buy your art, that's not the right role for you. You don't want to show up. Listen, I've been on so many sets. Mm -hmm. I've been seen so many very well, uh, famous, famous lucre, you know, very rich leads who just are miserable because somehow mm -hmm. they talk themselves into a role they don't like doing. Mm -hmm. And all they do is show up all day and be miserable. And I'm like, yeah. it's not, it's not, not like, worth it. Not worth it. One hundred not worth it. You have to absolutely find that happiness. So yeah, I think you're going to do it again. I, I don't know. I keep putting it off, Sherry. I'm like, oh, right, I'll do it next it. month. All right, I'll do it next advice, year. What's some advice you give to actors out there who are starting and then have those obstacles and how to rise up and go through them? Boy, oh boy. Um, yeah, I mean, 
I, I've always focused on, I, I, I would say, make sure you're, you, make sure you're doing acting for the love of it. Yeah. Find the love of it. Because if you are turning yourself into a commercial product and you want to be famous and there's way, way easier ways to get rich. Okay. <laughs> and so make sure, even though it's really hard in LA to just be an actor and be on stage um, and just do a play or whatever, make sure that that's the root of who, what you want to do. Yeah. Like there's a lot of jobs you can do. Don't struggle to get into something that isn't really fulfilling to you. And you would do no matter what, if you lived in Topeka, you do the community theater, like make sure it really is a good use of your time because, and work on yourself, know yourself. Cause if you know yourself so well, then you'll be able to know what you're doing with a role mm -hmm. and show people the unique way you would do a part mm -hmm. and be a viable alternative. Even if that's not what they wanted, they'd be like, Oh, that actor was really interesting because it's not about an audition. It's about a relationship. Everything in Hollywood is not about that one role. It's about the next role and the relationship that you have with casting, with people seeing your work. And it is a long-term game. You know, I had casting directors who would just, God bless them. They would stick by me and they'd be like, she's really talented. I'll keep bringing her in. I'm like, why? <laughs> but, you know, even though she chokes, I'll bring her back in because they liked what I did. And so, you know, um, I would just urge you to always keep working on yourself as an artist figure out what stories and what makes you unique and have something else going on in your life besides acting that really, and everybody told me this when I moved to LA and they were, I was like, yeah, 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 just do it. <laughs> you know, have some, cause you know, me having a math degree that got me some scientist jobs, you oh, know, yeah. me being able to play a violin, got me some, all the extra things that you bring to the part, to, to the room, to, um, to the part, and mm -hmm. that make you unique are, are going to make you stand out. Maybe not that audition, but eventually mm -hmm. it is, it's, it's a marathon. And mm -hmm. so make yourself ready for success, make yourself really certain in who you are and always be, always know that only you could do it the way you're doing it. And psychologically, you just got to figure it out how to leave it on the table when you leave. I love that so much. Thank you so much. You're welcome. On today and sharing your story. I have missed you. I'm so happy to see you. I know you're wonderful. You really, I have to tell you, when I was working with you, I got closest to all of the, the especially the comedy jobs. Like I really, Aww. I really did because I was at least so well like trained and like ready when we would coach that even when I would freak out, <laughs> I would still yeah. do a good job. <laughs> That's so nice to say. You know what? I have to say being a coach on the other side is everything. When I was an actor, I couldn't, I couldn't get the depth of what I see as a coach. Cause I'm on the, I, it's no nerves for me. So I'm on the yeah. other side and I can see every little nook and crevice and little interesting things. Cause I understand each person's little isms that they have. So yeah, you have such insight and it's the same thing. You know, I've done a lot of casting I've done, you know, I produced a movie, you know, Blumhouse, I did a Blumhouse movie a year and a oh, half yeah. ago where I was oh, one movie. of the producers. Which it was, it was one of the into the darks. Uh, it was called oh. Puka lives. It was really fun. Oh. My friend wrote it and I produced it and I got to, I got to cast, I got, I cast some of my friends, you know, I oh. cast new people, oh. but like just watching tapes, you, you don't, I don't have any nerves and I watch people and I'm just like, Oh, there's so many good actors out there. There's so many, so many. And it really comes down to, Oh, she looks too posh or her hair is too much like this person. Honestly, it really comes down to all that. Right. There could be five great people for a role and 
maybe a first choice. Does it get approved by the network? You were maybe the director's first. You don't know any of this. You'll never know it. You'll never know it. So the only thing you could do is just, hey, my job right now is to do what I would have fun on set doing. And that's what I, when I put myself, I'm like, what would I do on set? And what would I be, what would I want to like, if I got these sides in the morning, I don't know my lines, but sometimes you don't, uh, hopefully not. Um, when I'm learning this part, how would I have fun when I walked on set to rehearse it? And like, if you can do that in the room, then you're going to walk out not feeling so crying in the car like me and Sherry have done. <laughs> but nowadays, I mean, you're going to be, you're, you get to put yourself on self tape. And honestly, yeah. it is the biggest gift that has ever been. If anyone ever complains about having to do self tapes, I say a big fat F you because you guys are so lucky. You don't know what we went through during our acting. No, day. I'm so excited. I mean, I, I cast people off tape. They had to do yeah. it once and then they got cast. I, I mean, I honestly might go back to acting only because I have a nice camera yeah. and I might go because I'm like, I, I could tape it, you know, whatever. <laughs> it's a blessing. It is blessing. a blessing beyond. Because you can actually, you can control what you do. You're, you're, you know, you could be like, okay, I'm going to do another take. Don't be, don't be insane about it. Like do a take, do three of them, figure it out. And also it'll make you a film. Like you're in control. Like you have the control that nobody else would have. And there's nowhere this. because there's nobody in the room with you. Yes. Yeah. And in our days, when you guys, when we had to go in for auditions, you'd be stuffed with 30 people in a room that was a fax machine room. You know what I mean? No, no. There's so much adjustment. So the challenge way back was much more, less of a challenge now because you are in control. And also, yeah, for Samantha Who, it was, I think it was yeah. NBC or something, whatever. It's like you're in a theater. Like oh, you were in the theater from when they used like, to do test jobs, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was for the test and you're just sitting there in your theater and you're trying to act and it's like not the kind of acting you would do. Because <laughs> it's like, this is not, this is the, a, an effective performance in a space like that would not be what you would want to do in a close up, right? Yeah, right. So it, it's a complete, you know, so at least now you're able to represent what you would do on set better and be yeah. like, okay, this is what I would do if you don't want it. Like, I can't do anything about that, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Stay on track, guys. Keep the training. Keep believing in yourself and getting to know yourself and stay courteously aggressive. Thank you so much for coming on. I adore you. Thanks, Sherry. Thank you. Well, if I go back to auditioning, I'm going to call you. Yes. I love it. <laughs>